Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level of Latina podcast. This is episode 165. It's part of our summer series. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk about something short and sweet. And funny enough, for this one, we have a question that we're each going to answer. And we hope that you'll answer it too. And maybe email us your answers at the end of the podcast. But we've been thinking a lot about just values and who we are. And when you're raising kids, that's always coming to the table. And you think a lot about what your moral compass is and what your character is. So today we're going to each answer the question, describe a situation in your life that changed your values. So hopefully that's for the better. But before we get into it, how are we feeling, Vero and Ceci? Amazing. I'm feeling amazing, darling. <laughs> My voice is getting deeper as we go into these summer series. Um, episodes, so I hope you guys enjoy my Jaja Gabor sound. You're funny. You sound like not even Jaja. You sound like Cruella Deville. <laughs> <laughs> even better. It was after I cleared my throat earlier. That's what helped. I and miss. I, on the other hand, I'm getting congested. Um, and the more, the more, I, I, and more I talk, I I got stuck <laughs> earlier. Because I'm having todo like la congestion, and I just. I don't know, it's like stuck in there. And then my computer is old. It está haciendo like some weird noises. But anyway, aquí estamos grabando y hablando that these hot topics. Hot summer topics. So yeah, so basically values. Uh, hopefully we all have them, like I said earlier. And we were all trying to rack our brains. We did a pop quiz today and gave ourselves some creative things to talk about in over the course of like two hours so you're getting the best of us because we've just been rambling on and really confessing stuff today bringing up old heartbreaks and life upgrades but now we're going to talk about values and who we are and, and how things have changed for us um i can start because i know that this is one of those where we're just going to work together and riff together but uh i can think of and this kind of came up earlier with the guilt-free squad one thing that really changed my values um in my life was having my children uh, but beyond having my children having a second child to the first i think really was a big shift for me in my life and i talked about in the episode before this like how therapy's been really really good for me and and it's helped me think about like my siblings and how they played a role in raising me as the youngest of six and um when i had my baby girl and she had her big brother that was four years older than her. I really reimagined like how I wanted to raise them and I wanted them. I didn't know I was doing this, obviously. But um, now looking back on it, I'm really glad now that they're like 10, 11 and 15 that I knew right away that I wanted them to be really respectful of each other. And so the way I was raised was very different. Like we had respect, but we were that was a very loose word growing up. And so the siblings kind of did not respect each other much. And we were just a mosh posh of craziness. So I knew when I had my baby girl that I did not want my kids to get along the way my siblings and I got along. The, the trash man agrees, so he's going to roll on by as I'm discussing this. Um, but yeah, so the way my siblings and I grew up, we were like very tumultuous and my dad used to beat my mom. So there was a lot of like physical violence and like like fist fighting growing up. And I was the baby of six, so that sucks. Like I was always the one that I couldn't really defend myself or hit you back. And if I did, you were going to hit me three times harder. Like it really sucked to grow up that way. So when I had my baby girl, I just changed my mind. Like I decided I wasn't going to spank my kids anymore because I didn't want to be a hypocrite. And I didn't want Isaiah to feel that he could hit his little sister. And so I changed completely how I saw um, 
corporal punishment too bad for Isaiah that it happened when it happened because all bets were off the four years that he was alive and, and kicking and the only kid I used to spank him I used to get really angry I used to give him time out I did all the things I'm not proud of but that's why I like to think that my values changed and how I saw parenting changed and it was different than how I grew up and my mom did the best she could my siblings did the best she could there's no hard feelings there violence was just more a part of our upbringing and it is very much a reality in a lot of Latino households but for me I just didn't see it Algo no cuadraba second time I've said that recording uh, so yeah having two kids really changed how I wanted my kids to treat each other flash forward all these years later and my kids ask me a lot now about my upbringing about my siblings they're starting to understand like the siblings I'm close to the siblings I'm not close to I talk to them about like my therapy sessions and I think I've become really well adjusted around just life and it is what it is and you got to make the best of it and be the best you you can be but I think they're starting to understand like oh mom does certain things because she's just trying to be better wants to be better than how it was or just different because we're not trying to say like oh the way I was brought up was terrible there were so many blessings scenes but my kids understand now like why I'm not good with them being disrespectful to one another or putting hands on one another like super huge kind of no-no here and having each other's back is like so big to me so the last story I'll say about that is my kids were at Soak City yesterday and Noah was making like inappropriate jokes with his cousin and they're boys and they're gonna say inappropriate things but his sister kept asking him to stop like she kind of felt like he was crossing the line he should stop and she had to ask him three times so he told me she told me about it in the car and I felt for her and and um, they were kind of picking on the youngest cousin and that that was you know again it triggers this like we have to be respectful of family I don't want you to pick on siblings so basically I saw these two brothers really picking on each other the big one picking on the younger one and Noah was kind of co-signing on that and that's not allowed in our home like my my kids are not allowed to like definitely not pick on each other out in the world and like get a friend to do it too like I was really brokenhearted for my little you know their little cousin who was the youngest and the one being picked on so I waited for them to leave and I talked to Noah and he felt really bad you could see that he felt bad I tried to process it in a way that was like look we don't get to do that here like you don't get to be like you don't get to encourage the bully even if the bully's a family member like how they treat their sibling matters and like you don't get to pounce and I overheard some of it in the car and like, you've got to be a good person. The person you are here, you got to be everywhere, Noah. And he's like, can I go apologize to Sophia? Like, he got what I was putting down. That, like, not only were you not being really great to your cousin, because a big cousin was being mean to a little cousin. Like, when your sister was catching that and it's being like, hey, you, you know, you know, don't do that. Like, don't join in. You ha She had to tell you repeatedly. He's like, yeah, she had to tell me three times. So he understood that sister was trying to, like, tell him, like, dude, like, let those brothers hash it out. Let them say inappropriate things. Let them be mean. But you're not going to be mean too and he was ignoring his sister and he apologized to his sister so those are very different scenarios than how i was raised absolutely different like we were we my mom says we were in embarrassment in the world she once took us to knots and my brother grabbed a bat and hit a cousin with it and like cursed him out an adult cousin a cousin who was in his 30s my like 11 year old brother is hitting him with a bat and telling him to shut the fuck up motherfucker that's how i grew up y'all so imagine, imagine if my kids knew the story of like when I was their age, my brother was running around with a bat hitting adults. My mom was mortified. I don't even want my kid to like call a little cousin by a name. They were making fun of him because he was, he, he was eating a fart quesadilla, whatever that's about. Anyway, what, did you, what is yeah, that? I yeah. want to join in that session. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Poor little boy was just getting made fun of because he wanted a quesadilla that was green and his mom made him a shrekadilla and they just could not stop making fun of this little boy. And point is my values changed when I had kids that were more than you know one you know I had multiple kids and I wanted them to have respect and love it I didn't want them to be the kids at knots that were losing their minds with the do you think it was mostly because you knew number two was a girl and you maybe wanted to you know what maybe 
Maybe actually, yeah, because I was the youngest after four boys. So maybe I had oh. this like deep like sense of protecting her and hitting yeah. wasn't going to be okay. Maybe if she would have been a boy, it wouldn't have shifted so me so much for me. That's a good question, but I think so. Oh, wow. thank God. Okay, bueno. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, our lives completely changed when we had multiple kids. Like violence just became something we were going to be really hyper aware of. Of any form. You say violence, like um, you know, when you your kids bring in different dynamics into the family, and I know this is probably I'll continue with what I wanted to share in regards to the values, but I think that um, like one of our kids is like wakes up and chooses violence every every day, like you know? when they're little, yeah, yeah, when they're <laughs> little, I'm just like, dude, es el más chiquito, and he's yeah. just like. Well, I think he, he just, that's the only way he can, like, yeah, kind of breath and communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But I'm like, oh, my God, kids are just something else. I think for me, in, in my experience, and I shared this before in our podcast as well, um, one of my big, by my, my major experience that changed my values overall was as a very young, young adult um, when I had my abortion. I think all these, like, feelings and thoughts about that have come up with this Roe versus Wade, Roe v. Wade, and you know, being overturned by the Supreme Court and, you know, and, and I feel like, damn, that really sucks. Like who, if that wasn't the case for me then, like my, you know, um, or I wouldn't have been able to make that decision. Like, where would I be now? And we had actually a, a listener send us a message about it. And she said, I think you women are very strong women. You would have made it um, no matter what. And I, I was like, you know, I, I think that I love the fact that I've been able to become a strong woman, but I was given that opportunity because of the fact that I had that option, that choice back then, just because I know myself so well. You know yourself and what you're capable of. And like I mentioned in that podcast, I said, I think my life, not think, I know for sure my life would have been different. And from that moment on, I, I mean, I went to Catholic school my entire life. My parents were super Catholic. I mean, I believe, to this day, I believe in God. I have faith. I'm a person of faith, um, but I don't feel guilty for that anymore. Like at one point, you know, there was just like that Catholic guilt that, oh my God, ¿quién, quién creo que soy? you know, like, you know, all this other stuff. But it really made me shift my values in that sense. Like I am not going to impose my beliefs on to other people. I don't want to make you think you have to live your life a certain way because of how, what I believe in. So I feel that my values from that point on did shift, and I'm grateful for that because it made me a very open-minded person where I respect other people's opinions. And if you don't have that mindset, it's going to be a really hard life in a sense, right? Some of us like to struggle every day, and I just choose not to. I choose to value people's opinions even though, I mean, I, I listen to your opinion. I might not think it's the right one. But hey, you know why we're here? We're all entitled to an opinion, but does it make you right or wrong? It's just like, all right, that's what you believe in. Perfect. That's your opinion. Perfect. But that definitely shifted my values. And it was a very eye-opening experience. And seeing that I wasn't the only one going through that kind of stuff, that's where I realized that the guilt kind of had to slowly went away when I was like, oh, this is a lot more common then you know then i thought it's you know people this happens to people and they do and they have they make a decision to choose to continue pregnancy or not for different reasons and some of them are personal and well all of them are personal it doesn't mind it doesn't matter what you think but you know and some of them are medical and it, it really is if you're not ready you're not ready but it is up to you to choose so my values shifted then my values for the better um 
and I will support anyone, you know, when it comes down to making their choice and having autonomy as a female, as a woman over your body. And um, yeah, so that was my my, my experience with uh, my shifting. That's a big one, Vettel. And I've thought a lot about you lately. I've thought a lot about my own journey. I've been telling people to listen to that episode 118. Shout out to episode 118, where we talked about deeply personal stories around abortion or a right to choose. Uh, I've thought a lot about you. I've told your story a lot. I've heard other stories. When, when this news came down, I had a lot of people texting me their own personal stories, told me that I could share them anonymously if I needed to on the podcast. Like So many different people talk about how abortion was a blessing in their lives. But I often tell people your story, like how your life would have been completely completely different and the circumstances of the story and the baby daddy and where he was and how old you were I'm just like this best friend of mine like her life would have completely been a different life and while yeah sure she could have done it like duh like everyone like saying like yeah you could still make it through like oh my god but night and day the life like you wouldn't have gone on to college you wouldn't have gone on to have like the career that you have the husband the children the my goodness like again people can listen to this I want to take us down but it changed your life for the better i would like to think and it's your life that i'm talking about but it's a beautiful thing that you've shared i thank you for being vulnerable and honest and ceci that leaves you to share a time in your life where you feel like your values changed i think for me it's been just creating my own family and what that meant for us and how i you know value my own family in our own time uh I, i you know i grew up in in a family where a lot of my mom's side of the family was always around 24-7 at, you know, our, at our house. And, you know, there was no boundaries. There's never been boundaries. Like, siempre está ahí toda la gente. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it growing up. Que todos los primos always there. And then the parents se iban que al casino. And we all los primos ahí, you know, desmadrosos. And we never had, like, a set, like, bedtime essentially um i i don't know what yo solita when i was i've talked about this again in previously but yo solita when i was in high school i'm like okay i need to go to sleep at 10 because i need to wake up and then if we were at family events like okay i'd tell my mom like all right i need to come back at a certain time to go to bed yes i'm gonna say ah, pues entonces no vayas, or have your dad pick you up stuff like that so when i you know became a mom and you know, I think when I was, when, even when I was pregnant, my husband and I sat down and talked about how we were going to raise our kids and we were going to have routines and routines were very important to us. And of course that we were going to have, you know, family on both sides trying to, you know, I met su cuchara and say like, ay, que sangrones, ay, pero, you know, stay longer, for example, like stay longer en la fiesta o que le hace if they don't sleep. But they weren't there, right? When it came down to, handling two babies and putting two babies to sleep and waking up you know every half hour whatever it was they weren't there so to us like our our mental health our routines our 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 feeding you know what we fed the girls that was that was important to us you know so i think that changed a bit you know i don't know how again i started becoming disciplined and having my own little routines when i was in high school yo solita i don't know but then that again once we started once once i was pregnant all right this is what's gonna happen this is how we're, we're going to raise our kids they're gonna eat at you know set times we're not gonna have they're not gonna have easy access to the kitchen because then you know la gente se queja like oh they're just eating you know all kinds of junk food and we were gonna have you know we were gonna have them eat healthy foods 
and you know and not a lot of sugary treats that's only for special occasions or on the weekends you know también and then they're gonna have their routine where we wake up and then nap later and go to sleep at eight or i guess depending on the age right pero yeah that's what has made it work for us as parents uh you know i think being parents has been one of the most challenging things that we've encountered parents of twins but we've made it work we've survived and that's because we've implemented those routines from early on and what the girls eat and you know even what you know what they watch uh again with working from home we've become more lax with screen time because we need it especially como ahorita que i'm like God, let me let me go put some movie on um but that's what's you know what would change for me like i i i grew up thinking like oh pues toda, toda la bola todos juntos all the time or traveling together all the time todos todos en un cuarto i know you know my, our parents didn't have the resources to have more like spend more money on hotels but i i grew up like that and when i when I had my own family saw that, okay, that's not, it doesn't have to be that way. We can have our own routines. We can have our, our own traditions and just make it work. Y si no les parece a los demás, oh, well, again, they're not, they're not, they don't live with us, you know? That's, I think, the biggest point, the biggest pinpoint about, like, your values changing, that other people judge that as, like, something's wrong with you because your values have shifted. Like, you know, like, someone could look at me and be like, come on, putazos, like, hit your kid, like, he misbehaved. Or could look at you and be like, no, they should be up all night. You know, just put some two chairs together. They can see at the party till 5 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like, just because we grew up like that, like, we want to do it different. And we're not judging you, mom. Like, yeah, I was raging till 5 a.m. sleeping on chairs, but I don't want the kids to sleep on chairs. Dang, the, the trash man wants to be on this episode. Y'all gonna have oh, to hear the trash man. Yeah. Uh, listen values are critically important and wherever they are in your life and however they're shifting it's going to feel comfortable it sometimes feels uncomfortable when your values shift and change because you're coming into your own and you're evolving as a human being let me let me chime in and say something so i remember when we were at your house um a couple years ago and i think yeah yara was there with her kid and remember she's like sorry i don't i don't want you guys to think like oh you know it's that white lady that you know she needs to put her her kid to sleep at a certain time and we were all like no hell no we all we all agree routines are important like you know put your kids to sleep or you know llévatelo a dormir or whatever the case was that was at your house i think no we all got together a couple years ago <laughs> The best part about I that is that I don't think I'm a white person. Like, how sad. Like, white people I know. have boundaries. White people have schedules and routine. <laughs> but, I mean, the reality is, like, we all can. It's just, like, it is what it is. You are where you are. My son right now is in a college class at UCLA. And he is just loving this class, talking about how much he loves it. We went to lunch together. He's just telling me all about it. It's an international development class. I was a global studies major, so I feel like he's getting a lot of that flavor. And he was sharing all this really cool facts with me about different communities and understanding, like, geography and your your path to life based on where you were born and how your path can be a certain way and he's like you know funny enough mom uh your path to life can be determined by where you grew up like duh my husband and i are like products of that like we grew up in inglewood and so i told him how does it feel to to know that not one but two of your parents like made it out of inglewood he's like oh my god money mom he's like funny enough one of the first lists that we studied was inglewood california and like the high likelihood of single parents or the high likelihood of there were all these factors or whatever or like growing up in like a food desert and not having enough food options and so there's higher heart disease for instance he's like one of the places we're studying is Inglewood um, but he's like no but it makes me really proud that you both had um, opportunities and he's like we're also studying places that have like programs as there's also maybe you don't have resources but when you have enough programs that makes a difference too so I feel like I'm talking to my kid about something that is so adult 
so huge and this ain't white people shit like this is not white people shit exactly. it's just like he happens to be in this mm-hmm. class at ucla and i'm reminding him all the time about like his culture and who he is and i was like and you were telling people like i'm isaiah quevedo right and he's like nobody ever pronounces my name right mom even latinos can't pronounce it i'm like that's not true that's not true they speak spanish they can pronounce it so he's like no mom i tell people all the time like, I'm, I'm from redondo but my mom is mexican and my dad is guatemalan I thought it was really sweet. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I know you could tell your grandparents, but like, yeah, just say mom's Mexican. He's like, I love it. He's like, I love telling people that. He's like, people always think I'm white too. He's like, it's like so annoying. But like, I always tell them like, you know, they just assume. He's like, Latino is such an interesting thing. They just assume. But I'm having these like high level conversations with him. And the first thing I'm thinking is, I am doing this because I want him to be the kind of kid that talks about the second home, the summer home. And I want his kids to go to UCLA for even more summers and to have, like, he doesn't know the things I'm doing are very, like, first time. These are first time things. And I'm, and I always tell him all the time. I told him today at lunch, I don't ever want you guys to be perfect. It's never what I'm striving for. It's what I want is I want you guys to believe that you can have the life that you want, that you deserve whatever you want. You can have that here. You can have it there. You can have it over there. But I want you to be comfortable wherever you are so that you can have whatever you want. You know, there's never a space where you feel like you don't belong. I just want you to feel belonging wherever you are, whatever that looks like. So we happen to be sitting at this bougie, bougie, delicious place, Carrabano, which has like these bowls and just great food. He's having like a Thai bowl with salad and ancient grains and i'm having this delicious carne with like black beans and we're just grubbing he's like yeah he's like i get it mom i get it like we're having this like we're having this bougie bowl i'm having this this thai boba he's like this just just so that we can have what we want whatever it is it doesn't have to be this but like have whatever we want and it was very sweet i'm like yeah if you want to walk into that lazy acres and you feel like you belong and you're buying a 24 dollar cookie and they were just like making fun of how that life is hard too you know and you got to afford it but it made me feel great to know that like we do these things and they might be different than what our family judges, but it's for these moments where we feel like our kids can stand on our shoulders. Like they can stand on our shoulders and we all stood on our mom's shoulders. We all stood on their shoulders too. They took these huge leaps, these great movements ahead. So like I talk about like my family and abuse and all that, but that's such a small little tiny nothing compared to like the amazing life that I had. Like my mom is like brilliant and amazing and she did the same thing. She she sent me some to UCLA some way, somehow. I took the bus. I didn't live there. I had to get it free. But I did exactly what Isaiah is doing from Inglewood. You know what I mean? It's like you can change your mind. You can have these things. You can have and your your there will be things in your life that will challenge your values. And it's not a white thing. And it's not a them and us or haves and have nots. It's about just deserving. Not perfection, but whatever you feel you deserve. Like put yourself in the position to have it. And we label it white because that's what we imagine people to be because we, we know that our rancho parents because most of our parents came from a ranchito a pueblito or somewhere like that and with the minimal amount of knowledge and experiences that they had but as we're growing up we are exposed to so many other things that we call it white people but it really is like you know our parents values change the moments the moments they crossed the border the moments they started you know going to work in the united states of america you know wherever they were working in the fields if they were working in, in you know factories or they were you know cosiendo todo eso their values shifted and changed just as much as our values now have changed i mean we had an awesome podcast where we talked about living the american dream and we are our parents dream we are living it out for them so we are doing the things that they could have only dreamt of and what it means in this case is doing things that they couldn't do so if it means putting your kids to sleep, and even later that day, you know, lo, lo travieso no se le quita. You know, our kids are solo trabajados. <laughs> her son's kid, like her son's head was stuck on the in the railing. Oh, do you that's remember? right. Same party. Lots happened. Same party. Same party. party. 
But it's like, we just feel that since we grew up similarly, that we're going to judge each other because of the new things that we're doing. But the beautiful thing is that we now have these opportunities to like allow our perspectives and our values to shift and change for the better of not only us, but the people around us. It was all, it all made sense, but I feel that that's why. And we call it white people shit because it's something so new to us. But this won't be new to our kids. This won't be new to their kids. And we just pass on what's going to be so important and valuable in the sense of what's going to keep us as a family moving forward. Yeah, I just want our kids to take up space, baby. I just want them to take up space. So this is a really profound episode. A few limited interruptions, hopefully. We all got to share different values that we thought changed our lives. For me, it was like my kids and like how siblings would get along in my home and how that shifted around respect being defined differently. For Veto, it was the right to choose and how her life completely changed at a moment where she needed that right. And it's actually really devastating right now to think about the millions of women that will be impacted by Roe versus Wade being overturned. It's absolutely devastating. So thank you, Veto, for opening up and sharing. And for Ceci, it was like a cultural difference. It was a family difference. Her family's being raised very differently. And there's judgment that comes along with that. But I love how you said, Ceci, they weren't there to put two kids to sleep. Like a twin mom? Like how many twin moms do we have in the world? Like even that, you're definitely like a three-eyed freaking snake. You're rare. So, um, <laughs> Esa rarita. Yeah, like it's it's you're pretty incredible to even have two kids at once. So screw what the naysayers say. Ultimately, we're all doing this for the better and we're all growing. And who's to say that our values won't change a year from now, two years from now, we're always growing. So unless there's anything else, I'm going to share how to find us after the fact, after this episode is done. Please feel free to email us if you have questions or stories to share about your values and where they shifted. Our emails admin at leveluplatina.com. Go to leveluplatina.com as well to still get tickets for our fall event on september 24th we're having an amazing fall event you have to come you want to be around like-minded women women talking about these kinds of things values growing shifting evolving so come to our event we'd love to see you there we have great surprises giveaways panelists it's going to be fantastic if you want to promote you your business give a shout out on this podcast you can also figure out how to do that on leveluplatina.com we want to hear from you please give some love it's a great birthday gift shout out to send someone anything on this podcast that you would like to send a message or promote a business or an event of your own uh with that being said you can also find us on social media as always at level up latina is our handle on instagram and facebook twitter is at latina underscore up please share this episode and others comment in the dms we'd love to hear from you but other than that that's gonna be a wrap for this episode muchisimas gracias las queremos mucho thank you thank you thank you hot girl summer besitos Besitos. Hot, hot, hot vieja summer. Uh, hot vieja <laughs> <the> summer. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!